Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Four months of the year are down, eight months to go. Just curious, sitting at the end of the month, how are your uh, New Year's resolutions going? How's your financial situation going? Nervous, concerned, all of that. You know, I know a lot of folks are unfortunately suffering in the stock market. I have obviously been there. You know, my story starts, my story in real estate does not start, does not start until I lose $150,000 being stupid. Yeah, it's still a painful lesson. I still remember it like it was yesterday. Still embarrassing to talk about. But hey, it set us on a path to do one rental at a time. Let's also be clear. I had no idea what I was doing. Shoot, I picked a market I'd never even been to, two and a half hours away. But thankfully, I have a superpower that was unknown to me at the time uh, to do, to focus and daily execute. If you need, you know, basically, you know, for those folks that just want the, you know, the easy one, two, three. Uh, We started living below our means. I call it needs versus wants. Uh, I created a buy box, very focused, didn't deviate for years. And then I looked every day, looked every day. Kind of a bonus is I tried to make every deal better than the one I just closed. Folks, any idiot can do an average deal. If you're in this one rental at a time game, your job is to figure out average. And everybody's buy box is different. It takes time, might take you 90 days. Go figure out average. And once you got it, the power is all yours. If you need help, that amazing course below with thousands of people in it. In addition to the course, you get added to my Facebook group if you want to, to get around thousands of other folks uh, that are doing the work, sharing, asking questions, posting wins. That group is thankfully still one of the happiest places on the internet. Positive people speaking the same language, encouraging and asking questions. It's a safe place. I think in the last year or so of that group, I think I've deleted maybe five or six posts and maybe 10 or 20 comments that I thought went too far. It's pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool. I mean, I delete 10 comments on YouTube a day, right? I mean, I, I, del- I delete 10 freaking Bitcoin nonsense, Telegram, whatever posts, probably every six hours. I don't, know, I, I don't know how YouTube can't fix the bots. I mean, it's just stupid. So I do my best to delete them. 
So as we get started, folks, this hour is for you. Ask questions. I see lots of people saying hi. I will get to you in a minute. I just want to cover two things that were in my title. One, the housing slowdown is real and it is spreading. I'm hearing from more and more of you that, oh my God, stuff is coming back on the market. I'm hearing from agents that you've had to do price drops. You've had zero note, you've had zero people show up at open houses. Folks, this is all the stuff I was telling you was coming. Now it's not in all markets yet, but it is spreading. I, I can confidently say that we'll eventually get to you, maybe other than Florida. Florida is a unique place right now with just the tilt in the country. I don't think most of those Florida cities were ready for the migration that they are getting and likely continue to get. But most of us will feel the housing slowdown. Again, just in case you don't know, housing slowdown does not mean crash in prices. It does mean crash in transactions. Uh, again, I'm calling for a 25% call, uh, crash in transactions and 75% crash in refinance, which, oh, by the way, last week was down 71%. So I feel pretty good about my call. Then I have been talking about dumb money and smart money for about a month now. If you don't know what that means, the bond market is often referred to as the smart money. It's where the deep, deep money goes. And uh, it dwarfs the stock market. A lot of folks, myself included, when I was playing with most of my net worth, and I use the word playing on purpose, uh, is the dumb money. The stock market is the dumb money. And you will get got. And there's a lot of us getting got right now. The dumb money, hodl, by the dip, you're going to get smoked. The, the bear market has teeth, has claws. If you don't realize that you can't bet against the Fed, you're not paying attention. You can keep running with your meme stocks and all of these other things. You're eventually, the market will eventually take all your money. It took 80% of mine before I woke up. You can talk about, hey, you don't lose until you sell. Well, folks, one of my positions that I had, if I had not sold, it still would not be back to the peak price. 15, 16, 17 years later. Sure, yeah, you don't recognize loss, but damn, you want some dead money? I would not be where I'm at today if I didn't sell and take the loss. To be clear, when I sold, I was licking my wounds. I wasn't planning on having dry powder for real estate. When I sold, I was just trying to keep the little bit I had left. It was bad. It was bad. I was depressed. It was ugly. So I feel your pain, but I don't think it's over. I don't think the dumb money is realized. In fact, I think the dumb money is still talking about buying the dip. Okay. Okay. So yeah, lots of stuff, lots of stuff, lots of stuff going on. So again, today is Q and A time. So feel free to get questions. I'm going to scroll back to the top and say good morning to everybody that reached out. Hey, Nathan, how are you? Good morning. Better homes. Good morning, Johnny. How are you? Uh, Nathan, good morning. Uh, Brian, good morning. Rami, good morning. Craig, good morning. Mandy, good morning. Janet, how are you? I work uh, on retail. People are not spending anymore. Can you give us thoughts about the Fed? Absolutely. Yeah, folks, 
I've been studying the consumer specifically, right? When you when you take when you take economics or you learn, you know, you get a degree in economics and you follow that on with an MBA, there's a you basically as an economist, what you learn is there's a thousand factors, metrics, things that uh, you can focus on. And uh, I have always chosen to focus on the consumer. The consumer, because if I could figure out what's going on with the consumer, I could, I could see trends coming. The consumers, all of us collectively, whether you like it or not, all of us think we're unique. All of us. We're unique. And you are, right? You're unique. However, you act like the next consumer in the next state most of the time. There's very, very few of us that go counter-cyclical. I have worked very, very hard to try to go counter-cyclical, and even I don't do it. And I have, and I, I look at it every day. So the consumer moves in a herd. And right now, there's two things going on. The consumer really can be broken into two buckets, Janet. There are the families that gross six figures and above, which, oh, by the way, make up roughly 25% of all consumer families. Why they're important when they're only 25% is they make up 75% of discretionary spending. Makes sense, right? They have the extra money. So as I have been saying for the last two or three weeks, Janet, I believe those consumers have stopped shopping at retail. They are still spending, but they're spending on experiences. They're getting their ass a business uh, class seat on an airline. They are going to some location at some fancy resort. So I believe the economy... Uh, the consumer is still spending, just not on stuff. And this is why Amazon clearly showed you Friday that the cardboard box industry is slowing down. I think retail numbers next week are going to suck, right? Brick and mortar. Um, but I still think when you look at the economy, we have one last blowout summer because the consumer is still spending. Think about these families uh, making over 100 grand, they really haven't traveled for two years. Maybe they've done a couple of staycations. Maybe they've done another, a couple of local Airbnbs, but they want out. As soon as the airlines dropped the mask mandates, these people bought tickets. And that's what United, American, Southwest, they're all telling us. And now Wyndham CEO is telling us the summer is going to be bananas. Now we go to the other 75% of families who make less than hundred grand. They have stopped spending, but for a very different reason. These families are being crushed by the worst tax imaginable, and it's the tax of inflation. This tax was without question created by the government, by the Fed, and it is, a, it, it is already in the cake. We can't undo it. We gave out collectively about $2 trillion of helicopter money last year. It kept the economy going. It kept people feeling good. It kept people doing stupid financial things. Now we need to sock, sock, soak that money up, and it's going to be painful. It just is. 
It just is. 75% of folks don't have discretionary income. In fact, they're going to have less. They are eventually, they are not yet, according to the retail that I read, not yet trading down, but they will. They will go off brand. This thing could get so bad that powdered milk becomes a thing again. I hope it doesn't. Powdered milk is disgusting. I can still taste it uh, from when I was a kid in the 70s. So I don't have a rosy picture about the consumer. Um, but also, I don't think the recession comes to next year because um, we still have forward momentum. And yes, I know there was a Q1 negative GDP. I do not think Q2 will be negative. I think there was some nonsense in the numbers. And again, I'm, I'm not a believer of government numbers at all, but it's all we have. Uh, I think the economy is stronger than the negative 1.4 we just saw print in Q1. But that doesn't mean I think the overall consumer is strong by any means. I think what we have coming is a pretty uh, deep and, and, and long recession, unfortunately. But I don't think it arrives until next year. So on to the Fed, really the second half of your question, Janet. Uh, I think the Fed goes 50 basis points uh, May 4th. That's next week already. And I think what you're going to start to see is the Fed talk up 75 basis for June. I have just this morning, actually last night, but I just shared it this morning. I have now changed my call. I was 50-50, right? 50 May, 50 June. I'm now 50 May, 75 June. Basically what the Fed will tell us with the 75 is they're making up for the mistake of March. As I told you, going into March, it should have been 50 and they wussed out. They went out. What they're going to tell us next month is they got to make up for that mistake. And they're going to do a one-time only 75 basis point move. So that's what I think is going to happen with the Fed. Uh, you want, Hopefully that made sense, Janet. Anthony, good morning. Tamika, good morning. Sean, good morning. What do you think Q2 GDP will be, positive or negative? I think it will be positive. I think we're in stagflation. Uh, I think GDP for Q2 will be... It'll suck. It'll be 1%, 1.1, but it won't be negative. It just won't. The consumer is spending too much. It's just spending on different things. Yeah. Yeah, I think Q2 will be positive, and I think Q3 will be positive also. Keith, do the Titan up? Uh, yeah, it's a great day to do a great deal, always. Yeah, and again, for the folks that didn't hear conversations about Larry, Larry's a one winch all at a time fan, and he's doing exactly what I want you to do. He's doing what Dion did, right? Dion put out, Dion had a fourplex 1.3, wrote it for 1.1 1, 1, because that made it a great deal. Uh, Larry did the same thing. 750 list price doesn't work for him. He wrote it at 620. Uh, we just heard that Larry got a counter at 650. He got a hundred grand off. When was the last time you saw a property get a hundred grand off? That's what one rental at a time students, everybody in my class course student, that's what you should be doing. You should be getting confidence in yourself. You should know what a great deal is and write those offers. The last two years, it was impossible. The market is coming to us. You have to find the motivated sellers. And let's be clear. Most sellers will tell you to go pound sand. And that's okay. That is their right. 
your job is to find the one seller who's willing to take a 100K haircut because they want out for some reason. That 100K haircut's just an example. You go do you. Build confidence in yourself. Ultimate bargains, how you doing? Yep, puppies. Oh, you should see Happy. She's literally upside down in her little tent. It's funny. When finding average, do you factor the negatives? I don't know what you mean by negatives. I don't know what that means. I mean, I think you mean negative cash flow? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, any negative is a bad deal, right? I go bad, average, good, or great. Anything that's negative is a bad deal. You're not supposed to do those. Don't do them. Never do negative cash flow. Never create negative cash flow. I wrote that in my first book. I was an idiot with my first cash out refund. The lumberjacks in the house. Catherine, good morning. Anna, good morning. Invest to wealth, good morning. Sean, I'm in Florida. What is housing slowdown? Laugh out. Yeah. Yeah. Florida is, um, I mean, eventually it will come, but dude, it could be years away. The, here's the problem what people don't understand. We talk about being short 4 million houses and urban and, you know, all of that stuff. What we are seeing is a disproportionate amount of people leaving one area and moving to another. The places where people are le le leaving, like San Francisco, um, you're very soon going to have an oversupply. Where you're going, Florida, just generically speaking, you're not ready for what's coming. So rents are crazy. Prices are up. But it won't always be that way. Maybe two years, maybe three years. Supply will catch up, but man, for the next couple of years, whew, I think Florida's Florida's like its own little real estate market by itself. Craig, how about Arizona? Again, Arizona had a lot going for it as well. It's obviously closer to California. I am hearing, and again, I don't look there, so I only can trust what people are telling me. Uh, listings are already going up and price drops are happening. So it sounds like Arizona will crack first. But again, Craig, you tell me. I don't know anything about Phoenix. And again, I'm talking Phoenix and Scottsdale, right? Arizona is a big state. You know, you got Prescott and Sedona and all these other places. So it's really hard to talk generically. Um, yeah, but it wouldn't surprise me if Phoenix slows down, right? A lot of home um, iBuyers have focused there. Wall Street's focused there. Got a lot of in investment money there. It eventually has to slow down. Yeah. Uh, it's getting serious when realtors are reducing the million dollar asking price by $1. Yes, that's not a typo. $1 price reduction on over a million dollar asking price. I've seen it. I've seen it. Yep. I've seen it. Sellers are getting desperate to get their listings in front of more eyeballs, hoping for an idiot buyer. Yeah. And if you're a one rental at a time fan, you have no permission to be an idiot buyer. In fact, what I teach, talk about is you are going to spend three months learning average. No guessing in this game. No guessing. Only great deals. You, you know, most of us can only do one or two, maybe three deals a year. Make it a great one. But that means you got to do the work. 
You got to do the work. Oh, do you expect mortgage rates to hit 7% by January 23rd? That's a great question. And the honest answer is no, I don't. But again, the, the things that I've gotten wrong recently, one of them is interest rates. Not that I got the values wrong, but I certainly got the timing wrong. Where we are today, you know, five, whatever, I didn't think we'd see till September. So, you know, I like to toot my horn when I get things right, which thankfully is happening a lot recently. But I certainly got the timing wrong on interest rates. Thankfully, I told all of you to get dry powder ready uh, six months ago. That looks like that looks like genius timing now. Go back and watch the videos with Stephen Dow. Uh, I think the playlist is called non-QM. Go back like four months. We did videos talking about me refining an office building. I got I got I got cash out refi money at 3.99 fixed for 30 years. More importantly, I told all of you what I was doing and some of you took action. So that call looks great now, but I did not expect rates to go up 200 basis points in 4 months. I got I got lucky. Yeah. Dad, that's crazy. But no, I think there's a lot of recency bias. I I think consumers in general have recency bias. What is recency bias? Basically, you look at what just happened and you extrapolate it to continue happening. That's what you have to do is you have to look at interest rates going from three to five and a half. And then your recency bias goes, well, if it could go from three to five and a half, it can go to seven. I happen to know, historically speaking, rates generally don't move that fast. I think the Fed raises 50 basis points on Wednesday or whatever it is, and the 30-year mortgage doesn't move very much at all. Mortgage rates move first. Mortgage rates, the smart money is already adjusted. The dumb money, the stock market has not. It's currently adjusting, but more downside ahead, I suspect. Yeah, so no, I don't think they hit seven by this year. My current call on interest rates, and again, it's just a just a guess, one schmuck's guess on YouTube. Somewhere between six and six and a quarter will be the high water mark for 2022. Yeah, six to six and a quarter. Could we hit seven next year? Sure. I don't see it this year. Nathan, question. What asset class do you think smart money is flowing rather than stocks, bonds, cryptos, real estate? Uh, I actually think smart money is moving to bonds, actually. Uh, I think a 3% five-year bond starting to look pretty, pretty good. You know, these insurance companies, hedge funds, all of that, I mean, not hedge funds, but uh, insurance companies and family offices, you know, a 3% risk-adjusted return when you've got some uh, negative yield in other countries looks really good. looks really good. It looks really good. I think uh, I think it's a far more liquid place to be. You know, five-year, 3%, it's been forever since we've had that. Uh, I actually think bonds are getting bid up. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I think private equity. No, I think the high risk, high beta stocks. No, uh, I think a lot of it's going defensive, consumer staples, not consumer discretionary. 
uh, oil, right? A lot of uh, oil companies getting bid up recently. Yeah, I think, um, and again, I think, I, again, I keep telling everybody, damn, I think a lot of smart money is staying in cash. <laughs> if you go back and watch my daily stuff, right? You know, Jamie Dimon, Warren Buffett, you know, they're okay, right? Half a point loss of cash value because of inflation is an option price on the future. I think, I think people are stockpiling cash. I, I hate the idea, like when new investors think they always have to be fully invested. You don't have to be fully invested. There are times where doing nothing is the right answer. I think we are in one of those times. Yeah. Brian, building a new home, not investment. Cool. That will be completed in August. Interest rate climbed considerably. And I had not been able to lock, but now able to lock the rate. Does it make sense to lock now? Well, first off, this is your owner-occupied home. So really, my opinion doesn't matter. This is where you're going to live with your family forever. So do what's right. Do what do, Basically, do what feels right. What's going to cause you to not lose sleep? You tell me. This, I mean, this is where your family is going to sleep. So... Do you sleep well at night having it float? Do you sleep well at night having it locked? That's really the only question that matters. It's not an investment decision. Um, yeah, it would basically the only, I always use that as an indicator. When I can't sleep at night, it's a sign that one of my investments is over its skis. So that's what I would ask you, Brian, is can you sleep at night having a floating rate? If the answer is no, then the body's telling you to lock. If you can, then gamble. I have no idea. I have no idea. Wow. At some point, someone has to call out Zuber for his lies. Cisco, is, Cisco has recovered most of its losses and all the dividends over the years. I've never lied, at least not that I know of, not on purpose. If you bought Cisco at the peak of the last crisis, it is not back to that number. That's not a lie. Look at the damn chart. And oh, by the way, even if it was, congrats, you're even, Nims. I took the $40,000 instead of holding on to dead money and did a little bit better. So I don't know what lie you're talking about. If you want to put it down below, go for it. Love to see what you have to say. Rob Toyer, good morning. Let's see what NIMS has to say. When analyzing multifamily, what is your minimum cap rate to purchase? I don't look at cap rates. I think cap rates are a super secret code word that the multifamily folks use to confuse naive investors. JC, I use the same spreadsheet to compare a 20-unit building with a one-bedroom, one-bath house. I don't give a rat's ass what a cap rate is. I think it's a I think it's a stupid number that sophisticated investors use to confuse the naive investors. I want to know how hard my cash is working. I call that yield. Some people call it return on capital. Some people call it um, cash on cash. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't, I don't look at minimum cap rates. I will say that I looked at cap rates when I sell. I think you're asking me, JC, when I buy. Uh, but when I sell, 
I looked at cap rates. I sold apartments in late 19 uh, because uh, cap rates got compressed on C-class assets to what I call A-class cap rates. So I guess I look at cap rates to sell, but I don't look at them when I buy. That's all. Hey, good morning. How are you? What is the toughest thing about being a landlord in California? Um, government intervention, evictions. Yeah. I mean, evictions in California are at least 90 days now, if not 120 days. Yeah, it's tough. That's why you have to have very good tenant selection. Um, a lot of California landlords that struggle, they take, it's not necessarily they take the first warm body, but they make too, too many exceptions. Sometimes you just got to wait. Sometimes it's better to have a unit empty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mandy, do you think umbrella insurance coverage is a good thing to have when you have rental properties? If so, how much should you be insured for? I think umbrella policies are awesome. I think umbrella policies uh, should be raised as your net worth goes up. I think they should be, you know, at least in the beginning, should be above your net worth. Uh, then, you know, as you gain more and more equal to, uh, you know, yeah, I think, I think, I think anybody who has even one rental property needs an umbrella policy. Absolutely. With that 100%, I believe that. I think, I think, yes, let me say it again. As soon as you get one rental unit, you should have an umbrella policy. Yep. Following on umbrella policy. Cool. Good morning. Good morning, Mac Mark. How do you calculate the true risk of renters not paying rent when times get tough? Seems like investors like Pace Morby, who are heavily leveraged, will be in a tough spot in just 25% stop paying. Uh, I don't know Pace's portfolio. I don't know how he, how it's put together, so I can't speak to, to Pace specifically or, frankly, any other investor. Uh, I've been doing this 20-some-odd years, and I've seen some pretty rough times. Um Uh, you know, just, you'll have to adjust. I mean, there was a time kind of the great recession where rent collection, I think was like 80, I don't know, 88% it comes to mind. You're going to be doing a lot more partial payments, a lot more forgivable stuff, waiving of late fees. Good times never last, bad times never last. <coughs> Um, yeah, it's, it's, it can get bad and it can get bad in all asset classes, class A, class B, class C, class C is Jonathan. My expert on Thursday talks about, we'll hit it first, but a lot of class C is section eight, which won't be a problem. Class B is a lot of that middle management stuff, but you're going to see it in class A too. When a class, when a class A person loses their tech job in a recession. I've been in environments where the Bay Area's unemployment rate was eight or 9%. Yeah. So it, it, it could be a problem. It definitely could be a problem. 
when do you project the Fresno affordability index to hit your sell point? <clears throat> I don't, uh, I don't know that it will. Frankly, I don't want it to, cause that's a sign of a problem. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see where it comes in in Q1. I haven't actually checked. It might be out already. I haven't checked. Um, but uh, it could, I mean, if things got wonky, JC, it could hit um, next year, actually. I think next year is the earliest it could hit. Again, I'm not calling for it to hit, uh, but the earliest. And, and here's here's how I see it plays out. And actually, the, again, the great news is I talk about this stuff all the time. So we already know affordability is crashing, right? Price up, rates up, no question. How the gasoline gets poured on the fire is government once again intervenes in a free market. If the government is stupid enough to roll out a 40-year mortgage and first-time homebuyer programs, every market, the stuff below the median is going to go bananas. It'll just, it'll be like rocket fuel. And that will take my affordability down. And I will kick out tenants and clean them up and sell. That's how the dominoes fall. I don't. I hope it doesn't happen, because we've seen what could happen after that. But yeah, it's um, yeah, it could happen, but not till next year at a minimum. Cap weight is the weighted average of debt constant and equity yields. The debt constant is determined by the lender. The equity yield is determined by you. Yep. Chance. Morning, all. Morning, all. I work with an international construction company, and we went from having a six-year backlog of projects to reducing expansion and cutting our project count to two-year backlog. Wow. Yeah. The economy is getting wrecked. Uh, ultimate bargains. I wear Guy Fox mask because it's just as effective as a paper cloth mask. More. <laughs> okay. Interesting. I was asking for a specific percentage. My minimum cap is seven. Yeah, I don't look at cap rates again. I like the business in the systems video, the three amigos of if I did, I think on Thursday that that is much watch for brand new. Yep, I agree. Yep. Oh, do you believe that five dollar gas is here to stay for the long haul in California? That's a good question. Uh I'm going to say by the winter, it'll be gone, but it'll be here through the summer, I think. I think $5 gas will be here through the summer. But uh, by the winter, hopefully, it chills out. Kashmir, recession incoming. Yep. Springfield. Realtor friend of mine said two realtors at his job have already been talking about quitting. Yeah, being a realtor in this market is going to suck. Everybody's going to yell at you. Buyers are yelling at you. Sellers are yelling at you. Yeah, transactions are going to fall off a cliff, man. Yep, being right again. 
Diesel at record prices. Yep. More inflation. Yep. More rate hikes. Yep. Uh, will a decrease in the affordability index in any market increase inventory? Please talk a little bit about how you use the metric to find a great deal. So I do not use the affordability index to find a deal at all. The affordability index is one of those things I glance at and go about my business. All I'm looking at in my affordability index is should I sell? And if you know my story at all in my market, everybody's market is different. My market of Fresno, California, if the affordability index gets under 25, it's a problem. It got as low as I think 19 or 16 or something in the great recession or, or, or the peak. Everybody's market's different. I'm not going to look up your market. You go do your own work. If you're in California, you're really lucky because you can go to car.org and they now publish them quarterly. Uh, it was published monthly for a long time, but now it's quarterly. So again, the affordability index is not a decision or a metric I use to buy. It's a, it's a metric to use to stop or sell. Uh, let me read the question again. Well, the decrease of I don't know that it increases in, well, I, I will certainly be bearing an inventory out if my market crashed, uh, but I don't think the affordability index, I guess it does a little. The affordability index basically says, can the average person buy a home? Can the average person buy with the average range by the average home? That's basically what it says. And as it goes lower, the answer is no. So it's one of the reasons we have buyer destruction. Demand destruction. As the affordability index goes down, we have demand destruction. It's it's a, uh, I'd probably call it a lagging indicator. Yeah. Chester, powdered and canned convinced milk was sold out in my local grocery store. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, powdered milk. Oh, God. Raj, end of real estate as we know it. Well, I disagree a thousand percent, but it's fine with me. More uh, better for me. Cal, laugh aloud. Buy Bitcoin. Sure. Yeah. Risk. Yeah. How about Bitcoin being uh, non correlated? Inflation hedge. <sighs> Whatever. Nothing else will save you. Well, cash is doing okay. Thank you very much. Yeah, whatever. Will you like, uh, with your license, do you write your own offers? No, I don't, uh, no. No, and I'm not renewing. I think my license expires in July. It was a t total stupid thing to get. Yeah, I thought there was some super secret information in the MLS. There isn't. What a waste. What a waste. No, I don't write my own offers. Chester. Uh, the Fed slowdown with Wall Street. Whose dumb money is still betting on a combinative lending environment? It's going to prove who's really in control. Hint, it's the Fed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many times do you got to know that you don't bet against the Fed? I mean, that's like a Wall Street saying. It's funny. It's funny. Everybody's got to learn it, though. Learn it eventually. Yeah, Vegas market is still hot. I talked to Brian Lebo the other day. We're trying to schedule something together. He's a 
if you don't know who he is, he's a Vegas agent. Uh, I think they're going to be hot through the summer. But I do think the recession that's incoming will be very discretionary in nature. And I wonder how Vegas does then. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Properties that are marketed towards owners are still selling in my market, but properties that need work are sitting. Exactly. 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 I think um, that's exactly what's going to happen. Right? The clean turnkey stuff that can go owner-occupied will pass FHA, still sell. The stuff that needs work, that's the stuff you, you know, that's the stuff that ages out 30, 60 days. Write a great offer. And again, this is why I don't care what the cost of money is. I don't care if the cost of money is 10%. I will put it in our spreadsheet, build the numbers, and I will wait for my great return. And most of the times that means I offer less. And the owner can say yes or no. Non-emotional. The beauty of being an investor is it's non-emotional. Owners, like owner ox, it's all emotional. You know, oh, I got to do this because my kids are in school and it's close to their gym or daycare or whatever. Uh, all real estate is pretty hot. It's been hot. Real estate hasn't been cold in over 15 years. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I don't think Vegas, I mean, we, we, we really, the only thing, well, hold on. What will cool Vegas is a deep recession. It just will. Vegas economy still even though it's a little more diverse than five years ago, uh, is still services-based. If we have a deep, dark recession and unemployment goes to 8% and discretionary income is gone because gas and rent and all these other things, Vegas will feel it. But it's a lagging indicator. It will be quarters after. There will be a recession declared before Vegas feels pain. It's just how it works. Everybody expects real estate. These people calling for a real estate crash this year they just don't understand. Real estate doesn't move like the NASDAQ. Real estate doesn't move like Amazon down 15% in an afternoon. It just doesn't move that fast. Prices are inelastic. Old stock, good morning. Uh, you make money with bad markets. That's what I hope people realize is I've been telling you recessions coming, all of this stuff, not to scare you. I'm not that channel. Like, there are some channels out there. I have no idea how their viewers get out of bed. Like, there's this guy in California that I think's moving. I've watched a couple of his things and I'm frightened. I'm like, I'm not going outside. I'm telling you that recessions are a great time to make money, but you got to survive first. Get your debt structure right, get some dry powder, conserve, and do your freaking homework. Let's go make some great deals. Most rich people I know, most wealthy people I know, made most of their money in a recession. This thing that's coming towards us should be welcomed, and it will be welcomed for the ones that are prepared. Yeah, um, I, I did my weekly wrap-up with Ty yesterday, and uh, he said that somebody called me a negative Nancy. Uh, which first off, you know, I've been called a lot worse by a lot, um, you know, better people, but whatever. Um, I am not, I am a generally positive person. 
I'm also telling you what I'm doing and I'm wrong all the time. I've been, I, we have a recession coming in my opinion. Recessions average 18 months, 17 and a half to be specific. Could this one be longer? Sure. Could it be shorter? Sure. But it's going to happen. The business cycle is real. Winter comes after uh, spring or fall or whatever it is. How's it go? Anyways, winter comes. Winter's here. Get ready. Survive, then thrive. Good times never last. Bad times never last. From Greg Dickerson, our Monday expert. I'm excited. Finance rentals in California are negative cash flow. Well, I don't know where you're investing. None of mine are negative cash flow. And I invest in California just fine. Thank you very much. And I've closed deals last year. None of them are negative cash flow. Thank you very much. Just do the work, buddy. Or don't buy in, you know, big cities. Man, California is a huge city. That's an idiotic statement. There are plenty of places in California you can get cash flow. Mike, as far as deposits, do you normally collect first and last month plus security? Uh, I don't know that you can do that in California. I think it's just first and security. Again, folks, I don't do my own management. So these some of these questions, I can only give you my memory. I've had a property manager since day one. Uh, they're a big firm or they're a big firm now. Um, so they handle all of that for me. I believe in California, you can only do first and deposit. I um, I don't think I can collect last. I don't think. So I don't know. If San Francisco will have an oversupply, how does one successfully invest there with the sky high prices? Uh, well, first of all, anybody investing in San Francisco better get ready for government intervention. I wouldn't. If you gave me a free house in San Francisco, I would list it to sell immediately. There is no chance in hell I would uh, be a landlord in the communist nation known as San Francisco. No chance. Getting capital involved in San Francisco is one of the stupidest things that could be done, in my opinion. No, 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 no. Uh, but basically what you have to do is you got to get a discount. You got to get you got to find a frustrated landlord who wants out and they're out there. You get put in, you get involved in the San Francisco grind machine, you'll, you'll sell at any cost. It'll happen. It'll happen. Not getting, no, I, no, I, I wouldn't, if you gave me an, an asset in San Francisco for free and said I had to keep it for five years, I wouldn't do it. I would not, I wouldn't take it. No chance. No chance. I am so anti-San Francisco, I'm no longer a Warriors season ticket holder. And that was a lifetime goal. I can't stand going to San Francisco, walking by all the homeless and drug-infested. Yeah, it's, oh, it's terrible. Yuck. No thanks. Uh, Taylor, Texas. Looks like it's turning into the new Silicon Valley now that Samsung is building 70. Oh, cool. Good luck. I don't know Taylor, Texas. Never been there. How are property taxes? Uh, California, they're just fine. Others, I think Texas investors are going to get hit hard. Uh, 
All right, people talking about markets they're in, I guess. Where'd we go? Da, da, da. Let's see what else is going on. Uh, da, da. Let's see. Not going to play with all that. Yep, Lumberjack, we crushed it. Yeah, whatever. Can I block people? Anybody, how do I do that? This stuff is crazy. Can I block people? I don't know. I don't know how to block people. Somebody has to tell me how to move this stuff around. Nope, we're getting to a point where we get lots of people in. And I just start figuring out how to delete people or block people. We're not getting into any of that stuff. Lorena, good morning. How are you? Yep. Thank you for that. Awesome. We will see you in the course. Once you sign up for the course, join the Facebook group. Get around thousands of other people. Uh, I'm not going to recognize you idiots doing stupid things. What are you going to do with a collapsing currency? Well, okay, sure, whatever. Last time I checked, the dollar is up, folks. The dollar is really strong. Yeah, I got to find out how to delete people. This is freaking annoying. Let's see if we do this. That delete people. Oh, that worked. Awesome. Yeah, lots of trolls this morning. Yeah, I'm going to start deleting people. There we go. All right, so it looks like that works. Is there a workaround for buying a multifamily property using FHA without living there? Not that I'm aware of, and if there was, it'd be mortgage fraud. Yeah, so I've just blocked a bunch of people, or not a bunch, a couple of people, because I can't. Property tax increase can be a killer where you go to get a fix on the country's track record philosophy of raising taxes. Oh, counties. I'm like, country. I read that wrong. County. Um, most counties uh, publish their... Property management, or not property management, their, their real estate tax process, yearly evaluations, all of that. 
California is really good at debt purchase. And then I think it's 1.3% a year. So it's really, really low. Yep. Uh, JC, I don't know. I must have missed your original question. I don't know what you mean by, oh, regarding umbrella, how does that work in an LLC? Your LLC is just a named, uh, named insurance. It's not a big deal. Right. You're, you'd be listed. Your LLC would be listed. Uh, your partners would be listed. It's really straightforward. If you own a rental, go get a quote. It's hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. JR, I deleted uh, or blocked people. Idiots. Yep. Blocks. Yep. Good morning, Richie and Maria. Marcus, thoughts on where to put money, cash, buying houses at fair value, not getting the great deal, stock market or other? I don't know. Uh, I can only tell you what I'm doing, and that's uh, sitting in cash, waiting for the dust to settle. I don't like catching falling knives. I'm not that smart. I do my work every day, and I only do great deals. You don't have to be fully invested. Yeah, I've had professional tenant a couple of times. Yep. One tenant stretched out in an eviction for nine months. And I don't think they were a professional tenant, but they were coached by a professional tenant and became one. Yes, I have. Nine months, not fun. Yeah, I blocked Cal and Raj. Yep, they are now blocked. Oh, you guys can block too? That's cool. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, great vetting, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, run for governor. We, I would never run for, I, I, I do not want any political office. I couldn't imagine. Yeah. Oh, look at that. That was a fun hour. Sorry about the trolls, folks. I now know I can block them, and I will block them much quicker next time. Oh, Corey with a good question. What will happen first? Rates get below 5% again, or the Warriors win another NBA championship? Oh, man, talk about speaking my language. Well, I think the Warriors win it this year. I almost have to say that as a Warrior fan. 
and I don't think ranks will be under five. So I'm going to go with the Warriors winning the NBA championship this year. Although I got to tell you, the Celtics, a Warriors-Celtics finals, that would be tough. The Celtics are legit. They're they're a huge team, ball movement, great defense. Of all the teams in the East, the Celtics scare me. Milwaukee's no slouch, but the Celtics scare me. How is the Fed going to fix inflation if the Fed rate doesn't go above inflation? That's a great question. Luck is the answer. Luck. All right, let's see if I get one more. Then I got to go to my nine o'clock. Let's see. Any other last question? Oh, no. Dumb money in my scenario, Anna, was more about stock market. It's basically dumb money is the stock market and smart money is the bond market. Uh, sorry if that wasn't clear in my earlier talk. Yeah. All right, one more. Yeah. Yeah, spring comes after winter, exactly. All right, everybody, I'm going to call that. I didn't find one question to get at. Oh, Buck, Buck Celtics, Eastern Conference final teams. Yeah, that's going to be tough. Yeah. Warriors lose to the Grizzlies in six. Don't man me, bro. I'll take that bet, John. You want to put a dollar or a hundred on it? I'll take that bet. I will take that bet. It's going to be a great series, though. John Moran, most improved. He's a beast, that guy. All right, everybody, take care of yourself. You have a wonderful day. I'm sorry for the haters and the trolls. I now know I can block them, and I will block them much, much faster next time. Bye.